Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're gonna go over some Blackhawks news, go over some NHL news, and I want to talk about the top three from 2010 players because that's been a hot topic on social media. And uh, me and Matt are gonna get into it. So uh, first things first, Rocky Wurst passed away at the age of 70. Um, he was someone who brought in a new era for the Blackhawks after Dollar Bill died. I think his brother, Peter, was actually the one who was supposed to take over, and he didn't want it. And so he essentially let Rocky, you know, take it over. And Rocky, being the businessman that he was, was the first thing that he did was put Blackhawks home games on TV, uh, which was awesome because at the time, you couldn't watch Blackhawks home games on TV. So um, he did that. He grabbed, got a, an executive team together of people who can run the organization. And he, he essentially sat back and, you know, jumped in whenever he needed to, but was pretty, he was pretty hands off. And to be honest with you, that's really kind of what you want out of an owner. He's signing the checks and he's got somebody under him who, who's giving him information, but he's not running day-to-day -day things. Um, you know, when you've got somebody like, say, you know, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys, where you've got the guy who owns the team is also the GM and he's got his finger and everything. Uh, you know, it, I, I think that it leads to, there isn't a, a chance for accountability and, and an opportunity for, to have, you know, truly gifted people run your organization. And he did the right thing. He got a business guy to, to run everything. And, um, and we won three Stanley Cups because of it. Uh, there are some things that happened that are, you know, um, that, that, that happened as well, but those were taken care of. But um, he mostly did really good things for the Blackhawks, bringing them into into prominence, back into prominence in the in the Chicagoland area, and he also did a lot of things for the for the community, uh, giving back and with and having a lot of charitable donations. So, um, Matt, what what was your first thoughts when? when you know when dollar bell died and you heard that rocky was going to be taking over well like you said peter was supposed to take over and i was really into the hawks back then even with you know dollar bill still in charge and i heard peter was like his dad just as worse even like not gonna budge on anything not going to put home games on and once we found out about rocky it was like man who is this guy he came out of nowhere you know and uh First thing he does, he, you know, he puts the home games on, which is something that <laughs> I think you lost a whole generation of fans because of that. Like, yeah, kind of people close to our age, like probably in their late thirties now and early forties. But the a lot of these, like, I have some friends that never watched hockey before. Like, they didn't even like. Oh yeah, the Blackhawks. Yeah, we don't. We couldn't name one player. You know. And um, when Rocky did that, you know, you, you just, you grabbed all these new kids watching it on TV. And then you, you probably even helped the hockey growth in youth hockey in this area grow. Yeah. And that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. But when you, obviously you had good players too. And, you know, you, you want to watch these guys. You don't want to listen on the radio because it's not yeah. 1940. You want to watch him on TV, and and right. then he brings Pat Foley back, which is another, you know, great thing to do. The guy was the voice of the Blackhawks, and yeah. Bill and him had a disagreement the uh, two years before, and we had 
just some regular guy and getting Pat Foley back you're okay you're bringing back the guys that used to be diehards going into going into the stadium in the UC when you know Foley used to be on TV and radio that's how big he was mm-hmm. and that was the two good things he started with and then he says he's going to spend money he's like my my goal is to get a Stanley Cup I've never once heard Bill Wirtz say that ever and yeah. I know I was young, and I, I'm sure my dad would say too. Yeah, that guy doesn't care to win. He just is a, just an owner, and he wants to, you know, make as much money as he can off the the Blackhawk logo and stuff. And Rocky was different. He he, a complete different direction. And you know, he he hired a good management team. I think, I think keeping Dale Talon was huge because Dale finally got. You know, he's, he's got the full, he's got the keys to the car now. Like, Hey, do everything you can to get us a win. And he did. He brought in, you know, great players. He, he signed Marion Hosa. He signed Campbell the year before. And, or just to start out, I mean, he signed Havlat and he just, oh, he traded Havlat. He traded for Havlat for a guy who scored 20 goals here, Mark Bell. And yeah. everybody, you know, was like, "Oh, man, I'm already have one." He was kind of a fan favorite, he was. though. Well, Even in, yeah. in, in that dark time, those dark times, him and Kyle Calder and and Tyler Arneson, they yeah. were, you know, they were kind of like our, I guess you could say, stars three, at the yeah. time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. That they that was like our our young. This, these are our future guys, you know. And obviously, on a different team, they're third line guys, if that, you know. And yeah. getting that Havlat. Getting Havlat in the trade, it was you got like a really dynamic, explosive player. You know, this guy was, you know, scoring some high. Every time he, I felt like he, every goal was like a highlight reel. He did something crazy before it, or you know, he's deeks and stuff. But it, but getting off track, I mean that 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 was the start of everything. And Dale, giving Dale those that power to get that first Stanley Cup, he brought in you know Andrew Ladd for Tuomo Rutu. That was a Rutu was supposed to be our guy too, another young up and coming guy. And yeah, Andrew Land was. was a Stanley Cup champion when he was a, a rookie. So you brought in right. that experience. But like this this was stuff that you didn't see with Bill Wirtz. You didn't see like these trays and you didn't see free agents wanting to come here. Except right. unless they were on their you know last couple of years of their career, like Doug Gilmore. Remember back in the day they I, I was so happy when he signed me. I, I love <laughs> Dougie Gilmore, but when yeah. I read the story of the original plan. I don't know if you know this, but the original free agent signing the Hawks were trying to get was Brett Hall. And Brett really? Hall's even talked about this. And Bobby got involved too. Bobby wanted to bring his son and kind of make it like a big thing. Like he wanted to, Bobby wanted to be a, like his ambassador type of role that, that he had. Yeah. And he wanted to bring in the golden Brett. And they were, you know, it was it, there was talks and stuff. It was it was looked like it was going to happen, and that would have been awesome because Brett Hall is a freaking legend, dude. He was. And I think if they, you know, I in the end, I think Bill's ego got in the way, and he didn't want to. He didn't want Bobby involved. Those two never got along. Always button heads, and they ended up getting Dougie Gilmore. And it's like, come on, man, we're we're getting a guy that you know he was good with the Maple Leafs all those years, and. You know, slowly just, you know, he's not not as good as he was, but it would it just it would have been awesome to get him. But yeah. but Rocky was Can you different. Imagine that? You know, he was. We were bringing in Marion Hosa, Brian Campbell, and we're getting guys that wanted to play here, and that's what Rocky brought back. You know, he brought like he brought 
made Chicago a destination town to play hockey. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, kind of further about Doug Gilmore. He he got the C, didn't he? Dougie Gilmore instantly got the C. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to, I, I want to make sure I remembered that correctly. Yep, number 93 you know, been... with the C and his only yeah, Hawk man. highlight was fighting Joe Sackick. <laughs> That's all I can remember. You know, D- dude, I'll tell you what, man. Doug Gilmore wasn't a joke. Let no, me look at his no, stats really was, quick. Uh, you know what? He used to kill the Hawks in the playoffs and all those. Yeah, the, he did. What was the division? Was it the Norris division? The playoffs they always had. And I remember just watching Doug Gilmore get like four assists against the Hawks every game. And this guy was just dishing out great passes. Good, good hockey player, man. Yeah, he had uh, he had 964 assists in his career. Yeah. So that that guy could definitely 450 play, goals. But we got him when he was a little bit older, banged up, and you know I think I in the end I'd rather have Brett Hall. I think it would be really cool to, you know, your dad's a legend in Chicago, the Golden Jet, and then you bring in your son who's also becoming a legend. It would have yeah. been awesome, dude, Brett Hall. Wow, I don't remember uh, Doug Gilmore played for St. Louis. He did, and he started with Calgary, I believe. No, he started with St. Louis, and then he went to Calgary. Oh, and then he ended up going. Oh, he w- okay, okay, you're right. He did one, two, three, four, five seasons in St. Louis. I did not know that. Yeah, and then one, two, three, four in Calgary. He won the cup. Then in Calgary. he did one. I believe it was '89. Oh, right? okay. Uh, yeah, he was there in '89. Theo yeah, Fleury was on that Theo, team too, yep. wasn't he? Mike Vernon in that. Yep. You know, I think he was a rookie, wasn't he? He might have been. I know Mike Vernon was younger too. I think he was. Then Vernon went yeah. to, with the Red Wings and did his damage there against us. Yeah, I just remember he did, those man. Games. Good duels with he him was and incredible. Eddie for. Wow, six uh, six years in Toronto. Uh, it seemed like he was with Toronto the whole time, though. Yeah. Well, probably probably because in that was ninety one, ninety two when he went to Toronto, and I was nine at the time, and that's when I started watching. He's royalty, so there, I never. Man. Yeah, he's still. Oh, yeah, I'm he, sure. Yeah. Two years with the Devils, two years with the Hawks, two years with Buffalo, two years with Montreal, then back to Toronto for one game. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you kind of forgot about him after he left the Hawks. I, I mean, I didn't really yeah. follow him that much after. Yeah. Oh, man. Dougie Gilmore, man. So, um, you know what? Social media, one of the cool things about it is is being able to, you know, kind of talk to people, talk to like-minded fans. But then there's always the others that kind of ruin it for everybody, you know, kind of like that kid at school where everyone's good in in class. And then there's that one kid that's bad. And it's like, okay, now we can't, you know, have popcorn and watch a movie or or have a pizza day or something like that, you know? So, um, you know, after Rocky passed, there's been a lot of people that have said some pretty brutal things. You know, I guess it's okay to piss on a man's grave, you know, these days, but, uh, it it's pretty looked looked down upon, man. You know, it kind of seems like there's some people trying to virtue signal and uh, and, and and say make a few comments, but there's been a lot of people, man, that have come to uh, have his back and say, hey, you know, like the guy just passed. You know, can we let it breathe a little bit for a second? Do you think that, from what I've noticed, there's largely just a few people that are kind of ruining it for people. Hey. Do you th- do you think that it's uh it's it's a larger base of people or do you think it's just a few? Uh a few that kind of just rile up, you know, like some other people, you know. You know? It's people that aren't Blackhawks fans that are or just fans in general. They're, they're ho- definitely hockey fans, but like you said, they're like the almighty 
you know, they live their perfect lives and like to comment on Twitter. And I, I had to mm-hmm. deal with it quite a bit. I, I try to give Rocky a nice post and uh, yeah. got I got more positivity. On X? Yeah. On X, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I got him uh, a lot, lot of positivity. Uh, there was some negativity and it's all, it's all the same. And then, you, you know, you go and look at their timeline and then you'll see like Canuck stuff. Okay. So they don't like the Hawks number one, because we used to just beat the shit out of them in the dynasty runs. And <laughs> then you look at St. Louis people, which they don't like Chicago people anyway. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Uh, and then you got, then you got your Hawks beat writers. A lot of them. I would say yeah. most of them would say, hey, rest in peace, Rocky. And then they'd follow it by a dig. Like, okay, bud, you're making money off covering this team. What if what if he just shut the team down and got rid of it? You're you're jobless. So Right. And a lot of them, you know, they're I don't want to get political, but they're they have their certain ways of thinking and they have to you know, keep their image going, I guess you could say, and keep their followers on Twitter happy. And a lot of them won't tell the truth and they'll just say what the cool thing is. And they're the, and obviously 670, the score, I'm not afraid to call that shit out because those guys are ridiculous. I felt like instantly when you heard he died, they, they didn't say anything positive. It was just all negativity. So there's a reason why no one listens to that crap anymore. Uh, <laughs> You know, but then then you got your podcast people like us. I, I feel like I know a couple Blackhawks podcasts that were pretty. You know, they they left left some nice messages saying, "How thank you, Rocky, for bringing you know the Blackhawks back from the dead," which he did absolutely. Yeah, and I think they're they're closer to our age, so they they understand like the UC had like six thousand people most nights with Bill at the end when before he died. And then it instantly right. was a turnaround. Like you couldn't even get standing room with Rocky. So that right. was fun. And and you know what else was fun? Making the playoffs again. <laughs> get, get, <laughs> going to a playoff game. I, yeah, I, it, was. it was since 2002, I think, was Bill Wirt's last playoff year. And then wow, that till 2009. That's a long. That's a lot of hockey, man. In between not making the playoffs. So right. Credit Rocky with that and. Then you got your, you know, your, your other podcasts that, and you got your Atlantic writers. I'm not going to name any names, but most people know that uh, they, they have to let everybody know that the Hawks were in a sexual allegation sca- uh, scandal or whatever and everything. And that's Twitter too. Anytime there's a Blackhawk story that comes out, the Blackhawks just uh, were awarded the first round pick or first overall pick. Uh, Kyle Beach, Kyle Beach, Kyle Beach, Kyle Beach. And then yeah. the Hawks just signed so-and-so. Or they made a trade for Taylor Hall. Oh, yeah, but he's going to go play for that team that they... You know, these are the people that are just, uh, you know, they're just angry. And, you know, the best thing to do is ignore them, but it, it's it's pretty hard for me sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> just... Yeah. Uh, they get you it going. It does. It's like, come on, dude. Like... There's all there's there's scandals all the time that you don't even hear about, and and these people are probably doing stuff that they act like they're so perfect, you know, and they just like to make themselves feel better about it by tweeting about it. But there's a lot on Twitter. I don't you call it what did they change the name to Twitter or something? It's it's called X now. It's called X. Okay, so so on X. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
But you know, man, it just it's getting old. But now, since Rocky's gone, no more Kane and Taves. There, there is. I mean, a complete it, change, it's a man. New era, like it, it's wiped out clean now. There is. An, I mean, I would say they gone to a, a extreme lengths if this was the plan. Well, yes, I mean, <laughs> Kane and Taves gone. Uh, I mean, you got Sharpie was in the booth. He's gone. I mean, I don't yeah. see anybody from 2010 anymore, unless, it, unless, uh, I, you know what? I was going to say Andrew Shaw, but he was not there yet. He was there in 2013. So, I mean, there right. is literally nothing left of that era. And these people just have to, they have to move on from this. And, you know, we got to obviously move on, meaning like not, not, not forget about it, but just remember, like we have to, they have to be better in the office. They have to handle stuff differently if that ever happens again but but right. still it's like okay people let's we're we're gonna start in the counter bedard era here and that's what we're gonna talk about we're moving forward and yeah, poor Rocky, yeah, and you know at that town hall he 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 was not good oh, man it was it was bad no, for him he, he could have handled that a lot better and i'm sure sitting down with his son after it he's probably thinking i i, I screwed up <laughs> you know but yeah, I mean, it's, it's frustrating. I would imagine, it is. It is. It's frustrating. I would imagine. Dan, I would imagine Danny told him like, "Hey, look, Dad, um, you you name me the CEO. You yeah. know, I'm I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you can't be coming out here doing this kind of stuff, man. You know, we're trying to we're trying to turn over a new leaf, and you come out and say things like this, and it, yeah. it looked com- completely unapologetic. Yeah. You know, we're, we're coming and out of the looked, hole and we're falling twenty feet deeper. <laughs> You know, well, it really sucked because, you know, um, it really sucked because Danny and um, I forget her name, Jamie uh, something, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Faulkner. Faulkner yeah. They've been working so hard, man, to change things at the Blackhawks uh, from the executive level down. And they were do. I thought that they were doing a really good job. Like you could see that they were uh, they were making changes and turning over a new leaf and trying to make things right you know, going forward. You know, the thing is, is that I think people sometimes they want to hold the new regime to the old regime sense. And, you know, I, I don't think that that's right, but they were, they were making these, these changes and, and then Rocky came out and said what he said. And it, yeah. and it was going back really bad. Going back to your comment about the Dallas Cowboys. Like, okay, you're the owner and the, the GM. It's like, so you're going to get a whole bunch of yes men. You know, no one's right. going to stand up to you because they're going to lose their jobs. And I, I like that Rocky, he did that. Like, here, you guys deal with it. I don't know anything about hockey. You know, I'm, I'm a works yeah. beverage guy, Fam. you know, like yeah. I got the funding, I got the money, you guys do this. And that's what I liked about him. But when he was, when he kind of did his thing at the town hall, it's like, oh, you know, it's like, you kind of sounded like that guy, like, oh, yeah. I'm in charge, you know, like you, you yeah. did that and, you know what he 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 apologized. I mean, stuff happens. You know he he apologized to the whatever is the writer was who asked the question, and I, I don't think it really mattered. I think that guy has an agenda. That writer and he he didn't that day though, and that was the thing that he he didn't really ask a question that was you know completely out of yeah I, you know out of the right wing. Typically, sometimes he does. Yeah, but at at the, at that point, he didn't. I. And, I think Rocky um, had the understanding of, hey, we're talking yeah. hockey, you know, we're not, and right. that guy wants a story, <laughs> you know. 
Right. And, you know, unfortunately, he can't get a job at CNN, so it's going to be tough for him. So he's got to talk. He's got to talk that way. <laughs> but, yeah, sure. but no, but I'm, I'm very thankful for, you know, Rocky and his time as an owner, man. It, it I Like I said, I've never, I never thought we'd see one Stanley Cup. We were in a 48-year drought, I think, when he took over. It took him, maybe, maybe it took three. Maybe it was a 47-year drought at the time when he took over. But we, we won our first Stanley Cup in 49 years. Kaner buried it against Michael Layton in Philly. I never thought I'd see a Stanley Cup. And, you know, we were lucky enough to get two more after that. And, and you got to credit Rocky because it, it's got to start at the top, too. Because he's funding all he's this. got to pay the and, checks. And just great management, and it, it was awesome. So before uh, before we close out this Blackhawks segment, I got to let everybody know that new customers can make just five dollars, uh, can make a five dollar bet and score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call one eight hundred three two seven five zero five zero or visit gamblinghelpline ma dot org. In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. In Kansas, call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, twenty one plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash book slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and, dis- and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Now, Matt, Danny is expected to take over. So does, does sole ownership of the Blackhawks go to Danny? Um, I think it's the Wirtz family that still owns the team. I'm not sure like oh, okay. what happened when Bill died because I think Dan, uh, oh, I'm sorry. What, what was, uh, Peter wasn't Peter. Peter yeah. Yeah. I think he handed it I over. I think he still has a, I'm sure he has a percentage. It's his son, you know, I'm like a vote he, or something. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a board or whatever, but I think Danny is taking over. Yes. Like he is like the guy. His name is the owner right now, so but I'm sure obviously he's he's gotta share it with his his uncles and brothers and stuff like that. But I'm happy with Danny. I, I really like what I've seen from Danny and I think he uh he's younger and he's you know, like I'm not saying Rocky was old, but I think Danny is kinda I, I what do you I, I don't have a good phrase. Like he he's he knows what it's like to grow up in the age of social media and yeah, how important like he's, he's this, not like that he's is. hip and upcoming. Like he he's he's he understands like the new fans and he's still old enough to to know how to you know make the older fans happy. And I think he he's a good speaker too. And um, yeah, he, he, is. he seems to be like the he seems the genuine. players kind of owner. Like he he I I could see him having a good relationship with his players and stuff. And, you know, right. Bill obviously did not. And Rocky, I think uh, Taves and Kane had some great things to say about him. And I think Marion Host has said nice things about him in that uh, Jersey retirement. He said Rocky was a great owner and, you know, always, uh, you know, just looking out for his guys and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited for Danny to take over, man. And I, you know what, at first I wasn't, I wasn't pleased with his GM choice, but uh, Kyle Davidson, man, he is. I think he is a great GM so far. He's doing a good job with the draft, and that's very important when you're 
you know, rebuilding a team, you got to draft well. And I didn't think that this kid uh, was going to be a good GM, but uh, he's uh, proven me wrong. And I'm, I'm here to admit that, you know, I was wrong about it. I, I was kind of looking for a more experienced guy. And I think Danny made the right choice in hiring him. Yeah. You know, there comes a point, you know, like we've talked about in the past where you have to, you, you have to let go, you know, of there, there had new people have to come in at some point. And that's kind of why I wanted to give Kaladin a shot, you know, because there's always the carousel of the same head coaches going team to team and having the same results, you know, and, and you need to bring new people in. Um, you know, Luke Richardson was another example of them looking to bring in, you know, he had some experience with Montreal, obviously as an assistant coach, but bringing in a new head coach to get his opportunity. You know, I like that Kyle Davidson, you know, they went a, 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 in a different direction, bringing somebody that was young who has been in the Hawks organization for a long time and giving him his opportunity. Um, you know, and he, they, to be honest with you, man, he didn't have a, an easy job. You know, he was the interim GM. He had a really, he was put in a really bad position and I'll be honest, man, he's coming out smelling like roses. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he he's obviously he's made some questionable trades, Davidson, but they've paid off every single one of them so far. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's it's not easy having a the uh, interim tag next to your, you know, your title. And he's I, that haggle trade. Everyone was upset. Like everybody liked Brandon yeah. Haggle. I did. And most he was probably the yeah. fan favorite at the time. The new up-and-coming guy, and you know what? He got two first-round picks for him, and this kid was a fourth, fifth-round pick overall, and that's insane. And we got two NHL players with it. You know, so that was Taylor Radish and Boris. Very good trade. And then we found out who we got. We got Oliver Moore because of it, the best skater in the draft. So it's been. uh, He's done a good job. Obviously, he, he very lucky to get the first overall pick it was a no-brainer Connor Bedard but now the real work's gonna you know it's now it's beginning for him he's gotta okay I got a generational talent I have to make sure that this kid wants to stay here forever and I have to put a team (laughs) around him you know and that's not easy you know Dale Talon did a great job with it and I, I think so far with the, the draft picks he's made, I think he's almost, <laughs> it, it could almost look the same, just different names. You know, you got your, your Kyle Korchinski is like your, maybe your Duncan Keith, you know, your Nolan Allen is maybe your Brent Seabrook and he's got his Nazar and this kid could be like your, I guess your, JR. your Sharpie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Connor Bedard, your Patrick Kane, Oliver Moore, maybe he's going to, you well, know. Hopefully, Connor Bedard is his own Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard's going to be something Gretzky more. Junior, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, how do you feel about just uh, lastly, Danny? You know, they separated. You know, owner, and, and then instead of having a the way that they had their old executive structure, there was a president, and everything kind of the business and hockey, and 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 hockey operations went through him after they got rid of john mcdonough they had uh they essentially had jimmy faulkner doing the business operations and danny uh kind of like the the head of hockey operations so you kind of have a two-headed monster now now that he's going to be taking on the owner role are they going to bring in a new ceo because that would change the dynamic between him and jimmy faulkner because 
as of right now, they're essentially co-heads, yeah. right? W- with him being the owner, now he's going to be signing the checks and taking on the CEO role. Are they, Is he going to be leaving that CEO role and just taking on that owner role? Uh, because that changes the relationship with him and Jamie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I, maybe about a year ago, we were talking about this with uh, Pittsburgh. Remember that they brought in Brian Burke? He was a good right. hockey-minded guy, and then he's like, I'm going to do this, the hockey ops. And then I got my GM below me, which was Ron Hextall. And I've always said that, you know, since Danny was doing that, I, now that he's moving up, you might want to get another hockey-minded guy up there. You know, like a guy yeah. who's been around, maybe a former player, former coach, just to, uh, you know, I think it would, it would actually it would really help Kyle Davidson. And Kyle yeah. Davidson let him focus on, you know, trades and signing guys and stuff like that. But it's nice to have another guy to turn to. Like, you know, you know, it would be a great role at this. And I know it's probably going to never happen, but it would be Eddie Olchek. That guy is a hockey genius. And he is, yeah. man, but he gets stuck in like what he, he puts blinders on. Uh, because he's mentioned a couple times about what what he would do to sign certain players, and I'm like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you know? he's got different ideas, but he honestly, dude, he knows almost everything about the player he's talking about. Like he's so educated yeah. on that, and he does. And as weird as Pierre Maguire is, he's kind of a weird dude, but he's another guy like that. And he is man, but he didn't last a year in Ottawa. No, no, he didn't. It didn't, it didn't work out, but that that's going to be a tough franchise to play for and to manage. How about Gretzky, dude? Gretzky would be awesome, but I don't think Gretzky wants anything to do with that. I think he loves his gig right now with TNT yeah. and, you know, being an ambassador to Edmonton and, you know, just, we could tell just him we game. can pay you, man. Just the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody yeah. like that, I would like, like uh, maybe a former Blackhawk would be awesome. Like a Chris Chelios. He seems to have such he, he seems to have such a solid head on his on his shoulders, man. When when you hear him talk on TNT. Oh, yeah. You know, like he has like a very um like I can understand why he was a captain everywhere that he you went. You can't rattle him. They you know? try to gang up on him and he's just like, Yeah, anyway, you know. <laughs> yeah. You could take my he's goals got, like, away. Ice running through you his could veins, take my man. goals away in seven years of my points and I still have more points than you biz. Stuff like that. Yeah, Actually man. probably <laughs> probably nineteen years. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, man. Uh, no, he seems to like 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 a good candidate, you know, someone that I think that um I think someone who could do well, even what he did with Phoenix when they couldn't pay him, how he was willing to work out a deal where, you know, they pay him later, you know, over a long extended period of time. You know, he easily could have been like, no, it could have been like out of, uh, out of what, yeah. out of uh, that just did not good work fellas. out. <laughs> like, like good fellas yeah. when he's like, oh, you're having a bad day. Fuck you yeah. pay me. You know, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. like that. I, I called him grumpy Gretzky in that period. Like I just felt oh, like, dude, he, was, he wasn't getting paid. He was just like, he wasn't aggravated. getting paid. He's like scratching Jeremy Roenick and Roenick was getting pissed. Like you brought me here to play. You're scratching me. Roenick goes to the bar. <laughs> he leaves the room. <laughs> Gretzky's like, come on, you're a pro. He's like, well, don't scratch me then. You know, but I just yeah. feel like, yeah, it was, uh. Yeah, it wasn't a good time there for him, but TNT, he's great, man. He's he's just a good ambassador to hockey. You know, like he should, yeah, he he should honestly just work for the NHL, send him wherever you need him to go and pay him. 
because people want to be around him. He's just just an awesome guy. Yeah, he is. Um, but I guess you know we can come back to that another time on who could possibly you know take over that. Um, you know, maybe we should talk about it now, man, because I mean, things are we need changing. Some candidates and then debating it. You know, I, I like what. Some of these, like well, like last year with the GM positions, they kind of said, hey, we're interviewing people. You know, you got a list of guys and you look their stuff up and it's like, wow, this guy, this guy's been around and he's got some, he's done some good things. And, you know, right. I, I think that'd be pretty cool. They, they should, but they should definitely have a guy, you know, be, be the president and do all the other stuff and just let, because remember Stan Bowman was doing almost everything. And I think that's where yeah. it got out of control. Yeah, it got out of control because there weren't any really ch- there weren't any checks and balances in a way. And as a matter of fact, that was, that's kind of similar to what happens in in uh, in with the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, there's no checks and balances there. You know, with the owner GM and with Stan, you know, taking on the GM, the vice president, you know, president of hockey operations, you know, that's type a of lot, a thing. Man. There was. Yeah, I mean, there that, is. You, and you're going to mess up because you're doing too much. And But then at the same time, you can't have a guy like, say, um, like like Brendan Shanahan in Toronto because they, they were saying that there was reports coming out that he wasn't letting Dubas cook. He was essentially like, no, I don't want you to make that trade or no, I don't want to sign that guy type of a thing, you know, not letting the GM do his job That's crazy. in a way. I mean, I, I don't know, get that. Kyle Dubas I don't either. took a lot of heat. But if you look at he his did. work at the deadline last year, he did everything he could to help this team win a cup. No reason. And, no reason they shouldn't have won. I mean, yes, it's hard to pay all these guys. We've seen it with our dynasty teams. And he's got to pay them still. He's got to pay his top guys. That's how it is in life. And he, he I know that Tavares was, maybe he's going to regret that one. But for them to bring in the top free agent at the time of, uh, pretty much a top 10 player in the league at the time that was huge for him yeah but it's the other stuff like you're this guy he brought in really good players at the deadline and he's like guys this is it this window is going to close if i'm bringing the best guys i gotta pull some freaking trades i'm giving up draft picks to get these guys and salary retaining and it's not easy you gotta go out and win i mean for shanahan to I know, kind of throw him out to the curb, I guess. That that, that, that ain't right. I think he should go, too. And yeah. Dubas got a job right away with Pittsburgh. Obviously, Pittsburgh really liked what he did there. And it's not just the, the contracts, you know. The, the Well, probably because if he would have done that for Sidney Crosby, they would have made the playoffs. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. I mean, he's got a tough job, though, in Pittsburgh now. Because these guys are they are not going to be playing forever. They got maybe less than two, three oh, years. No. So he's got to start yeah. thinking... I gotta get younger. I gotta. I gotta draft. Well, that, I think Pittsburgh is going to be like a bottom team the next two, three years. And after three years, I think so. I mean, Sid's great. He's still dynamic and stuff, but he's going to be older, dude. And they got to start thinking like we. The Hawks were very late on doing this. This this whole go for it again was fun to keep people interested. Like bringing in Seth Jones and Mark Andre Fleury, getting Tyler Johnson. I mean, yeah, it was cool. We're we're gonna try to make the playoffs, but dude, we weren't we weren't even close, you know. And right. there's got to be a time where, like Kyle said, we gotta we gotta clean house. And I think it's, we're gonna see that with Pittsburgh very soon. 
Oh, man, really, really interesting, man. So uh, on to some NHL news, Vladimir Tarasenko signed a one-year, $5 million contract with the Ottawa Senators. Mm. I heard that Florida was also involved in trying to get him, too. Carolina, And, uh, too. and so is so, so yeah. Carolina, yeah. But he wanted to go to Ottawa for some reason. Not sure why. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's, uh, obviously, you're not going to win anything. Uh, maybe it was that that year in New York. He's like, you know what? This isn't all it's cracked up to be. I've already won my cup. True, true. Uh, I'm getting more money out here in Ottawa, so uh, let's just uh, take it from there. Yeah, that was a head scratcher. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's trying to get traded at the deadline type of thing again. Maybe maybe that's his strategy. Maybe if I put in like 25, 30 goals at the deadline, I I, I can get moved over. But with that cast, I don't, I don't see it happening. If if it does happen, good for him. But uh, man, losing to Brinkat was a, a blow, and I just yeah. don't, I, I didn't, I don't see what the point of it for either party is for him and the Senators. I think uh, I would have stayed clear of that. Carolina Hurricanes signed Sebastian Ajo to an eight-year contract extension worth seventy-eight million. Huh. Uh, so what is that? Nine point five a year? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Trying to do the math in my head really About quick. Nine and a half, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the silence is like what I'm thinking too. Like, yeah, he, he's yeah. good. He's a good player. Uh, 36 goals last year, 31 assists. Honestly, man, that is the state of where the Carolina Hurricanes are, though. Is that they're not that team that's got that one guy that's going to take them over the hump because I don't think Sebastian Ajo is going to do that. I, I think because he would have he would have done that already. Yeah, he's he's got good numbers. He's got in five hundred twenty he games. He's got four hundred sixty eight points. He's a plus eighty. He's a good he's a good finish player. You know, he's him and Ter, uh, Tevu Teravainen. They kind of gel nice and. But they're, they're yeah, I mean, they're not. Tevu's yeah. not putting up. He's not putting up no, points. Tevu is not. Sebastian Aho. Aho is 26 years old. He's young. Nine, nine and a half million. I think it's honestly, dude, I think that's what the Brinkett should have got. <laughs> He's only getting like yeah. seven. So, yeah, and, and, you know, it's different. You know, it's a different air, a uh, different club and everything. And they're kind of, I think he's been around Carolina for a while. Maybe they're paying him a little bit more because they've, they liked what he, what he's done in the past, but you know, man, it, he hasn't scored. He hasn't scored 40 goals. once. 67 points. His career high was 81. So that's a point of game guy. That was in 2022, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. No, 83 points in 2018. So that was his first 30 goal season. So he's, I guess that's fair, man. The the price, you know, for he's he's okay. like, but like you said, he's not, you know, like the the Matthew Kachuk or Connor he's not McDavid the and you know the Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner type of guy that is like the the stud. But it works for them, though. You know, they 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 put a solid four lines out and two decent goalies and pretty good defensive uh core it works but i just i still think they're missing that flashy 50 goal guy and you know what yeah. some teams don't need it like look at vegas they they willed with their depth and 28 goalies they used during the season but yeah like i was and aiden hill came out on yeah, top they, they came out on top i think uh if carolina got Connor hellebuck 
I think it'd be a lot different. They'd be very scary, and I'd probably pick them to win the cup. But they're going with Freddie okay. Anderson and uh, Antti Ranta again, and they're comfortable with it. So, I mean, their coach likes it, Rod Brendamore, and Rod we trust, I guess, over there, and they're going to they're gonna try again. <laughs> so mentioning, uh, mentioning Connor Hellebuck, why don't you go down to your top 10 goalies or your top 14 goalies here? Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, for me, it's still Vasilevsky. He's number one. Okay. Um, I got this one was tough for me. I I I still think Connor Hellebuck. Just do top five. Yeah, Just do top I, five. I think Connor Hellebuck would be my number two. Uh, Igor Shosturkin. Obviously, Ranger fans are gonna freak out that he's not number one. But I'm sorry, he just hasn't shown me much. He's good. Yes, makes some good saves, but I think he tends to choke a little bit in the playoffs. But Connor Hellebuck has never been that far, but I just think Connor is a better goalie overall. So I got Vassy, Hellebuck, Shesterkin, and I got Jake Ottinger at four. I think Dallas has <laughs> got a gem in net, man. I think this kid's going to be really good. And I'm going to give number five to Ilya Sorokin with the Islanders because his numbers were are pretty consistent. He's a good goalie, another Russian guy. And I, I just think he, he's very close with um, Shesterkin. Yeah, I know those guys are like buddies. <laughs> They're on rival teams in New York. It's crazy. But I, I think those, those five guys are probably the best goalies in the league right now. You know, you got, some, you got some really good goalies and I left out. But I just think these guys are the guys that stand out to me. And they're probably going to, you know, right. I think they're going to make the most noise during the season. I've got Andre Vasilevsky as number one. I don't think that there's anybody, a, a healthy, rested Andre Vasilevsky. I don't think that there's a better, uh, there's a better netminder in the yeah, league true. right now. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Shesterkin. And I'm going to say that because of how good he is on the Rangers. Um, the Rangers are... I think are uh, are really good posers, but if you were to take Shesterkin away, they would be um, a low middle of the pack team. With Shesterkin, um, they are what a lot of people would say are contending for, uh, could be contending for a Stanley Cup. Uh, I think that he's that good. So um, I think all of their hopes rest on oh, him. Yeah. If they can score goals. I think that he can get them. To by. interrupt you here, number. Th- I'm sorry, but I think they overwork him, and bringing yeah. in Jonathan Quick, I think was is going to benefit him even more. Shesterkin. Sure. Right. Yeah, because they need they need him to play. Uh, they need him to play his best every single game in order for them yeah, to you win. Can't burn that's him the out. thing. He's the type of. Goal and I think yeah, that's. And I think that's what the problem is. Is that if you look at, say, for instance, Tampa with. Uh, with uh, Vazzy. If he's not in net, they are still a really tough team to play. The really hard team to play against. If you take Shesterkin off of New York, they're not a hard team to play against. That you can you can score on them, but you're gonna you're gonna have Jacob Truba coming, you know, looking to start headhunting guys <laughs> after after you're you're you know you're down three games, and that could change you know the game, but but. Uh, that's that's a difference, and that's how good Igor Shosturkin is. Uh, so he's my number two. Number three, I'm going to go with Connor Hellebuck. Uh, he made the Winnipeg Jets a playoff team, you know, so that, that speaks for itself. Number four, I'm going to go with 
uh, UC Soros. Uh, I think the guy is an absolute animal. Um, he's the only reason that uh, that a team like the Predators that are defense first win. Um, and I think that he's a huge difference maker there. And at number five, I'm going to go with Eli uh, Sorokin, um, another guy who does es- essentially the same job as Soros. Uh, they're not a, not an incredibly great offensive team, but he keeps them in it because uh, he's so good on the on the back end. Yeah, so. they've been so lucky, dude. Thomas Vokun, yeah, Pecorine, now freaking Saros. It's like, oh my, how do you guys do this every like every yeah. like decade? You get a good goalie, a top five goalie. Yeah, yeah. Every time, man. I mean, the guy stands on his head. He's another example of uh, just like. Uh, Shesterkin, he's overworked over there. And uh, and well, the if you if you look at the numbers, man, Connor Hellebuck had sixty four starts, and Saros sixty four oh starts, and it's incredible that thirty seven wins for Hellebuck. Anger sixty one. That's a Gorgiev sixty two. Vazzy sixty. Yeah, that, Bennington sixty. That's insane to me. Bennington getting that it many is. starts. And he he can't take it. He couldn't handle it. Look, his numbers were terrible. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he was getting he was pulled once a mind. week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think and he then was. He would, man. When he would get pulled, he'd throw a freaking tantrum, and that was the Cussing story. People out. That was the whole story. Yeah, yeah, cussing people out. All right. So lastly, man, I want to top on the top three players uh, from the 2010s. There was this, it was a post I saw on social media. And the, the uh, number one, they had Sidney Crosby. You know, yeah, man, he was absolutely incredible. Number two, they had um, number two, Ovechkin. Yes, he was ab- incredible. Nobody scored more goals than Ovi, right? But number three is very tricky, and that's where the debate starts because a lot of people were saying that, you know, Malikin should, should be there. But in the post, they said that it should be Patrick Kane. And thinking about it, man, I highly agree. Nobody has more points than Patrick Kane between 2010 and 2020, and uh, which was a, a stat that I I couldn't I was I had to look at it. I, I was like, wow, I didn't, I had no idea that. I mean, I knew that Kaner put up all of those points, but I didn't know that he had more points than you know Sidney Crosby and um, more than Sid, I should say. So. Without, I don't want to bring in the what if Sydney didn't miss those, you know, that season and a half because of his concussion. You know, I'm like, no, it's how much you played, you were healthy to play. Um, same thing with Malikin. You know, he started, you know, getting the injury bug, you know, and did not play. And then he would kind of on and off seasons, he would have a season where he'd have 100 points, and then another season he's hurt. Then another season where he's got 100 points, another season where he's hurt, you know, for an extended period of time. Kaner was. Um, you know, let me look up his his stats really quick. I want to look at his games I got played. Him. Which what 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 okay. year from 2010 to? You want me to read him to 2020? You know what? I got it right here. Hold on a second. Um, games played, man. This is incredible. All for Chicago. 82, 80, 82, 73, 82, 47. That was a lockout yep. season. 69, 61, 82, 82, 82, 81, 70. 56 that's covid 78 54 uh last season it was 54 and 19 uh so that's he had 73 games or um yeah 73 games and last he sat season. he sat three games before remember the trade they didn't want right. him to get hurt so yeah he was healthy right though. so he was healthy so 
his durability, man, was absolutely incredible. And he put up points during all of these, uh, you know, all of these seasons, dude. And um, I, I think that people kind of miss that because you only see like his shootout goals or him dangling somebody, but you don't see the score sheet every single day where it's like Patrick Kane, one goal, two assists, Patrick Kane, two assists, Patrick Kane, one assist, Patrick Kane, two assists, Patrick Kane, a goal and two assists, Patrick Kane, a goal and three assists. And, you know, that was pretty much the score sheet, man. And, um, and he did that for, for a decade or longer, actually. So uh, I think it's, it's clear. It's not even close that, he is, I would say, the third best player uh, of 2010. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And the 2010 era, let's not forget, three Stanley Cups. And he was an right. MVP in 2013 in the playoffs. Yeah, it was a lockout season, but the Hawks were just incredible. He had, I think, was it four? Yeah, he had 55 points in 47 games played. Um, wow. He had two 100-point seasons in the 2010s. Actually, yeah, he had 106 in 2015 and 110 in 2018. I think that was his MVP, right, with the heart year with Panarin. Yeah. So, yeah, man, his numbers are very consistent. Uh, Pretty much a goal-a-game type of player or a point-a-game. So uh, the only other guy I would say that is close I wasn't Stamkos, didn't he have really good numbers in the 2010s? I think he started to he, really, you know, light he it did, up. He did, man, but the, his problem was was his um his durability. Yeah, he was yeah, he was getting hurt a lot. He, he's almost it, it's almost as if Stamkos has had two careers. He had the career that he started and then he was injured for for quite a bit and then he had uh, like his kind of like a resurgent career in a way. Yeah, cuz he let's not forget this guy put in 60. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He had um let me see here. He went seven okay, so he started 08, 09, 79 games, 82, 82, 82, 48, 37, 82, 77, 17, 78, 82, 57, 38, 81, 81. So when he's when he's healthy, man, I mean he'll be out there for eighty two, which is I mean, really impressive. And the last last two seasons he's been out look, there for for eighty one games look a piece. At last year. Dude, his numbers? That's incredible. That's incredible for, for his that age, team, yeah. Like you wouldn't I wouldn't think Steven Stamkos put eighty four points up. Even the year before. Yeah, hundred before that. Really? Right. And you only hear about Kucherov and point. I mean, he quietly yeah. is eighty four points. Come on, man. He's how old is he now? He's got to be... He's 33. That ain't young for all those injuries in these playoff games. Yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah. I think Stamkos should get his name up in that top five for sure, though. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I was just talking about the top three. Top five, I mean, we could yeah, probably we keep go... Yeah, going what, on, but I think Stamkos... I mean, what's... Pretty... Stammer, Stammer and Malkin? Pretty decent, dude. Yeah, Malkin, Stamkos, yeah. And but then, how about this, man? Where does Taves fit in, dude? He he doesn't have the points, no. but his his leadership during those cup runs, dude, were, uh, I mean, he was big time, man. He scored big time goals. He doesn't have a lot, but I mean, you saw, yeah. man, his performances in those games, he shut down top guys and scored. His selkie like play, absolutely. Him him and Bergeron were two of the best of this yeah. era. You know, Bergeron unfortunately just retired. It's sad, but. 
they might rename the <laughs> they might name it called the Bergeron. I mean, he deserves it, but Taves played the same yeah. way, and he was a captain, and he led the he led the charge three cups. Yeah, I think Taser is should be a top ten for sure. I just think, like right. you said, with the points, they're not it, the numbers aren't where they should be. Maybe. But uh, definitely top 10. Let's come up with a top 10 for next week. Yeah, the, the next bottom five. Uh, I mean, I, I can even say the top three, obviously, Sid, Ovi. It could go one or two, but I think I, I like Sid better up there at number one. I do, too. Uh, Kaner, three. Three cups. I got Stamkos, five, You know what, man? And Malkin, four. <laughs> if you knew that things were going to play out the way that they did, would you draft Ovechkin before you draft Kane, knowing that he's going to get you three cups? Oh, uh, they said that they said they have a, a stat out there saying how much money each team p- paid for each cup. And the Capitals paid one hundred and twenty seven million for one Stanley Cup and the Blackhawks paid thirty seven million <laughs> for each cup that Kaner uh, that Kaner was a part of. Wow. Yeah, I, that team was tapes too. Yeah, the, the, the 2010 team will always be my favorite team. I, I think that they. um I love all my children equally. Well, <laughs> on some days, but I think tw- yeah. tw- 2010, man, to yeah. wait that long, you know, the drought, like like Cubs fans, they had to wait and wait and wait, and it finally happens. And they only got one, oh, but we got three. But yeah, the that that year was so so special for me. Most most hot, like diehard fans, yeah. That that, and then you look at the roster, like the fourth line could have been a second line. On another team, they were that good. They were putting up good numbers, right. and you know, uh, obviously, I like 2013 with Ray Emery and Net going 20 and one during the season. It's freaking incredible. Best backup goalie in Hawks history. Uh, right. 2015, you know, it was a that was a lockout year too. No, 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 it was a full year. The Hawks were just too experienced. You know, it was like running in like you're on a good team like Tampa. You just run into the Red Wings, you know, type of, yeah. these guys have just been here so much they don't know how to lose type of thing, but Right, and there was no and Ovi's team, you know, which, Ovi was good. Oshi was good. Uh, was Yeah, Oshi was on that team. Uh, yeah. You know, they had Nick Backstrom, obviously a stud, but what's his name? Braden Holpe and that dude was lights out, and they let him he go was. the next year, which was a huge head scratcher for me. I couldn't believe I it. I could not believe that. All right, everybody, let us know who your top ten are. I'm kind of curious to hear what other people got got to uh, got to say. Get us at Twitter at Chicago Tomahawk, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.